Hello, and welcome to a special edition of the Cambridge Stronger podcast, a podcast where culture counts and values matter most. We're spotlighting our three 2021 Spirit of Cambridge honorees, John Fenwick, Dawn Baker, and Kim Gaxiola. The Spirit of Cambridge Award, which is one of my favorite awards of the year, means a lot to our firm. This award recognizes independent financial professionals who are dedicated to serving their clients while reflecting Cambridge's core values of integrity, commitment, flexibility, and kindness. Every year, Cambridge Home Office Associates vote to select three award recipients from a pool of outstanding financial professionals who have been affiliated with Cambridge for at least 10 years. To honor each award recipient, Cambridge makes a donation to the charity of their choice. This recognition reflects each recipient's commitment to their clients and core values as they work to positively impact their communities. Our 2021 honorees were just announced at Ignite, our annual national conference. And today, one of our Spirit of Cambridge winners joins me to talk about his journey. John Fenwick of Preferred Partners, congratulations and thank you so much for joining me today. Glad to be here. Thank you, Amy. Absolutely. So I always like to start these podcasts with my guests sharing their story, how you got started, and how did you get where you are today? Maybe give us a glimpse into the beginning and then what your organization looks like as we speak. Boy, that's a tough question. I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on that, but how I fell into this business, purely accidental. I was looking to go fly with my good friend, Frank Lorenzo, Continental Airlines. Got out of the military, put in for my slot with Continental. No more pilot slots left. Had to fly sideways, flight engineer. Had to go back and get my certificate. The day I got it, the day he filed Chapter 13, I never called him. He never called me back, or Continental never called me back. So I was doing reserve duty out of California, and actually my commanding officer owned a small insurance company by the name of Sovereign Insurance. And he says, I have no one in Denver. Why don't you go run that? And I'm like, I can't even spell insurance. He goes, but you need a job. And I was like, yeah, I do need a job. So that's how I fell into it. It just grew from there. And today you're running one of our largest enterprises. How did you transfer from that beginning into wealth management and running an enterprise and serving others? Well, just, you know, kind of, you know, fluidly, it just flew into the security sector side of it. Enjoyed that a little more than the life insurance side. So I was running a independent MGA. We got into the security side, had my own clients. And at that point, when we started growing, it was just a major conflict of interest to me to have personal clients and, and try to run a branch. So... 20, gosh, maybe it's been 30 years now. I asked the staff, hey, what would you rather do? Work with the clients or work with the advisors as our clients because we can't do both. So the, we all elected to work on the branch and that's what we've done ever since. How many financial professionals are you serving today in your organization? Uh, right now, between you know our relationship with Rocco right now, I believe we have 72. Rocco has some more. So I, I mean, we're very happy where we are over the time. I think the one great benefit that I've learned is, you know, to select who you bring on board to your branch. So I hate to say this and sound corny, but we are, we're a large family and, you know, we're not looking for advisors who, you know, want to come on and don't want to share their marketing ideas, how they're running their business. You know, they think they have the Holy grail 
and they don't want to share it with anybody. I think those advisors we've gotten over, we, we've, you know, asked them to leave over the years. So right now, you know, to get into our branch, it's mostly word of mouth and, you know, you got to have a referral. So that's how we've done it. Talk about the support team that you have surrounding you that help you serve those financial professionals. You know, I've always known, you know, surround yourself with good people. If you want to look good, surround yourself with good people. So I, I can honestly say, at least in my opinion, I have the best staff around. They're great to work with. They, you know, stay on top of everything. The advisors, more importantly, like them and enjoy them. And that's just the way I've always felt. I've learned real early, don't ever hire somebody you have to manage. And that's what I've tried to stick with. So That's great. I know you have a strong team there and your team gets along great with our team and things hum along pretty well. So you've done a great job from my perspective, for sure. Let's shift gears a little bit. Talk about your service in the Navy. And then how did you translate what you learned and the skills that you developed in the Navy into what you do today? Well, I think what the military brought to me was, first of all, you know, kind of a stable base. I don't want to go too far into a podcast of what I was like in my earlier years, but it was a little little crazy. I'll be honest with that. I think, you you know, it brought me maturity at an early age, 18, going through Avrock. Yeah, I matured overnight. They taught me more of, you know, how to run an organization, cross-check, you know, to follow up on everything, everything, you know, falls into a line, the logistics of it. And I think that's what it brought to me. And it, it matured me young, but it matured me to a level to where I could be now, to be quite honest with you. I wasn't a career. I just wanted to get in, get out, go fly commercial, as I spoke about earlier. Yeah, Absolutely. What would you say is the mission of your business today? When you guys sit down and do some strategic planning, how do you talk about your true north, if you will? Our true north, and, you know, we've really not condensed the process, but really refined it over, you know, actually probably since we've been with Cambridge, you know, we focus on our advisors are our clients and how do we make their life easier? You know, working with our staff and Cambridge and how do those, you know, intertwine together and bring the marketing ideas to the table. I, I hate to say we're a compliance officer, but let's be honest, we all have to do it. And we all learned hard ways and good ways to do it in the past, but I wanna be what we like to bring. We have to bring that necessary evil to the table, but we also wanna bring you know, marketing. What's working in New Jersey? What's working in North Carolina? You know, Who has the good ideas? Let's share them with the branch. So, you know, every year, except for last year, due to COVID, we have our branch meeting. And yes, compliance is a part of it, but mostly getting our advisors together to talk and bringing the marketing ideas out. And hey, don't reinvent the wheel. We've already done it. Here's how you do it. Follow this plan. That's how I do my marketing and receive new clients. So that's how we really want to focus the branch. More so as, you know, you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. We want to bring that you know, cluster of knowledge that all our advisors have and, and, you know, access it to all our people in the branch. That's a great tagline, right? You're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. That's awesome. But not by yourself. That's on our website and our marketing material. I love it. So what are some of the best marketing ideas without disclosing trade secrets that you could talk about? What have, what's been successful? You know, well, what's been successful for us is the sharing of knowledge. I mean, 
you, you know, the same old thing, but the little nuances. I mean, we have people, everyone's done a shredding party, let's be honest. But I have people who have tuned it to such a finite idea. That's the only marketing they'll do all year. I mean, you know, hey, send out the letter to the clients. You know, tax season was just over with. You know, you filed your taxes. We really need to shred those files. Why don't you come on down? Uh, parking lot will be here. Everyone's tried it but it doesn't always work, but he has a tuned in to where, Hey, every year he does this every year, you know, his clients come and bring other people, neighbors, coworkers, so forth and so on. And he has a process to where, you know, he gets it, he gets their information and um, takes it to the next level. And that is literally the only marketing he does and he cannot keep up with it. So uh, it's stuff like that. I can go into detail on that on, you know, several different, you know, activities to do on that, but it's just refining it keeping it consistent and getting the names. So did any of your financial professionals that you serve have to significantly convert their business for last year through the pandemic? You know, surprisingly, yes, we all had to, let's be honest. But I think, you know, internally, last year was probably our best year in growth internally. A lot of advisors weren't looking to move because of the turmoil, which we totally understood. So I think it just consistently it made our advisors stay in contact more with their clients to use a point system to say, hey, how do I stay connected? And to get, gather those outside assets that they didn't know about. So it really, it, you know, a lot of people were complaining, but we were busy just trying to keep up with the business that was coming in. So it was actually, I, I think, one of our best years last year as a branch. In many of my conversations with a lot of financial professionals over the last, call it 15 months, I'm hearing the same thing. I suspect that there will be uh, documented research that will show us that for many reasons, the independent sector really thrived during this and others potentially found it difficult, especially maybe the employee-based model. Uh, you know, I understand that they they struggled a little bit until they got their bearings working from home and then realized, hey, I can actually do this. Why am I an employee again? Maybe I should be an independent. So I think there's a recruiting opportunity. <laughs> exactly. I'd have to say that exactly. And, you know, being on the independent channel, you know, I've kind of been on both sides of that world. And it's just the freedom. I'm looking at your side, think outside the box. And I think that's what our advisors did. You know, hey, I'm getting, I got a lemon here. I got to make lemonade out of it. And I think they learned how to work, see the people using Zoom, that kind of situation. Our office was open during the whole thing. We saw, you know, clients, but, you know, we were safe. Everyone wore the mask and everything, but it was just incredible to see, you know, how the clients, how their clients reacted to, hey, this is it. You know, maybe, you know, I'm not spending money. I can't go out to the movie. So maybe here I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll save a little is probably the best way to put it. So I think that's true. I think that's true. So let's shift gears for a minute. Tell me what you do when you're not working. What are your hobbies and talk about your family? Um, that's pretty simple. If if I'm not working, I'm either depending on what time of year it is, fishing or hunting. That's probably about it. Not a big golfer. Rather be fishing and hunting. And my family follows kind of suit to that. My son's, I don't want to say just like me, he's quite a bit more intelligent than I am, but uh as far as fishing and hunting goes, that's it. You know, yesterday we were out turkey hunting. We, but I know a lot of people don't like that. But yeah, we both got turkey. I have two children, a son and a daughter. My son's graduating from a school this year. 
It was the only school they knew since they were little they couldn't go to. But they will be, he will be graduating this year and then going off to law school. And my daughter transferred from California is going to that school also. And she got into their medical program. So a lawyer and a doctor. I figured I'm set. I'm set. You are set. You can retire and they can take care of you. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe one of them will come out the other end a little interested in taking over dad's business. You know, that it's tough. Today, in the world we're in, it's tough to come out of school and, you know, start on the independent side. They'd have to show to me, well, my daughter has no interest in all. My son does. You know, he's going to have to cut his teeth somewhere else and show me he can make it. So I've seen too many of that where it doesn't really work so well. But uh, they're both very motivated and they can do whatever they want. So Yeah, sounds like it. Sounds like it. So talk to me about who you looked up to as you were growing through the business. You know, who did you look to from a mentoring or coaching perspective? Where did you get your advice? Boy, I think that if I look at that too, it's kind of a double-edged sword because, you know, I was kind of thrown in a position where I was the leader and I had no experience. So I think, you know, on that, it, it showed me, hey, how do you research it on your own? How do you do it? You know, you go get all the letters behind your name and that sort of thing. People I looked up to, you know, people who did it well, who did it right, trying to emulate their style of things. Um, how do they recruit? How do they run their office? I mean, you know, I didn't want to reinvent the wheel, you know, keep it simple as you can. So as far as who my mentor was, there was more than one. I, I still talk to them, you know, still get advice from them. But there are people, you know, who have been in the industry, you know, since the beginning, seen basically all the, the, the speed bumps along the way and how to avoid them. And so just trying to suck knowledge on anybody I could, you know, leaders in the industry, that sort of thing. So I can't really say one person, but um, there were several out there that helped me to where I am now. So we talked a little bit about, or you did about the challenges these days of getting into our business, but it's still a great business. So any advice you have for somebody who is thinking about getting into our business? Oh boy, good question. I, I mean, I've seen it, you know, our branch, we've kind of seen everything. I think what works the best, and this is just my opinion, and people may say, hey, I, I don't agree with that. The successful relationships I've seen is to where, you, you know, it's usually a father-son, father-daughter type thing, is where the person coming into the business, go work for a company first, go see it, go be the internal wholesaler go work for a company, get educated. Uh, I think by then, if you know that magical three year mark, if they made it that far, they're, they're, they're going to do it. They can come in. I've seen too many times bringing people in who probably aren't cut out for this type of thing. And it, it just didn't work. The kid, the, 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 the people who want to go through it and get the education and come out, we have several, well, not several, we have a handful of, of advisors out there where that's worked and it's worked very well. They, they know what it takes. It, it's tough with these millennial. I know they just want instant gratification. And, and for that, our business is not there for that. So, I mean, you got to think outside that box and, you know, eat what you kill, basically. That's how I grew up in this business. So, you know, most of our guys did. So once they get to that point, it works great. It works great. And it is. Our business is wide open for that. 
I think the average age of my advisor is about 60 years old. And you, you know, who's going to replace that? You know, it's a wide open business. If you pay your dues, I think you would do a wonderful job. Good advice. Well, John, thanks for joining me today and inspiring many, I'm sure, about how what I'm hearing a lot is related to accidental. I got into this business accidentally. It's not a bad thing, right? You don't have it's to. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. I'm glad I did. Or I could be furloughed right now sitting on my keister somewhere. So, no, I'm so glad I fell into this business. So. Walk through doors that are open. That's definitely a lesson that we could all stand to learn. Exactly true. And, but it is a partnership, Amy. And, you know, I don't I honestly believe this. I don't think I could be, or a lot of my advisors could be where they are now without a great broker deal, without, you know, Cambridge standing behind that. You know, that is seriously one of the pushes that, you know, why we've grown like we have. So I want to thank you and your organization for that so thank you for mentioning that you talked at the beginning of this about it being a family and we feel that way too so i think for me it's all about finding people like you and your financial professionals that embody the same core values and that we have fun and work together as a family for mutual success and making a difference exactly couldn't have said it better amy perfect well thanks for joining and i hope i will see you in person very soon yeah, yes. We'll see if everything's still going. I hope so. Colorado's shutting down again. We'll see what happens. So. Well, at least we learned how to do that. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. That is true. Take care. Thank you, Amy. Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to Cambridge Stronger. I invite you to listen to my podcast episodes where I have candid conversations with genuine, inspirational financial professionals and leaders within this fiercely independent financial services industry. The best of the best, the strongest of the strongest. You can listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and the Podbean app. If you like what you've heard, please give us a review and head on over to our blog for more content at CambridgeStronger.com. That's CambridgeStronger.com.